Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Wednesday. It is November 9th. Being a Wednesday, that means we are in our newer prayer book, Fount of Heaven, Prayers of the Early Church. Today, we once again have a prayer from Augustine of Hippo. Let us pray. Lord, since eternity is yours, do you not know of what I speak to you? Or do you see in time what passes in time? Why then do I so often speak to you in time? Truly, I do not pray so you will learn from me, but to stir up my devotion toward you. We pray so that we all may say, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I have said it already and will say it again. I do this for the love of your love. For we pray also, and yet truth, that is Jesus himself, has said, Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So it is our affections that we lay open to you, confessing our own miseries and your mercies on us. Through prayer you may free us wholly. Through prayer we may cease to be miserable in ourselves and blessed in you. Through prayer we see how you have called us to become poor in spirit and meek and mourners hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Through prayer we learn to become merciful and pure in heart and peacemakers. See, I have told you many things, as I could and as I would, because you first wanted me to confess unto you, my Lord God, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Amen. Quickly becoming uh, just as much of a favorite to me as Piercing Heaven, the Prayer of the Puritans. Great little prayer book. But we are here for more than just reading a prayer out of that, aren't we? We are moving on into the 30th chapter of Isaiah. Today we're going to read from verse 1 of chapter 30 all the way to verse 17. Hear the word of the Lord. Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine, and who make an alliance, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who set out to go down to Egypt without asking for my direction, to take refuge in the protection of Pharaoh, and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the protection of Pharaoh turn to your shame, and the shelter in the shadow of Egypt to your humiliation. For though his officials are at Zoan and his envoys reach Hanus, everyone comes to shame through a people that cannot profit them, that brings neither help nor profit but shame and disgrace. An oracle on the beasts of the Negeb, through a land of trouble and anguish, from where come the lioness and the lion, the adder and the fly, flying fiery serpent, they carry their riches on the backs of donkeys and their treasures on the humps of camels to a people that cannot profit them. Egypt's help is worthless and empty. Therefore I have called her Rahab, who sits still. And now go, write it before them on a tablet, inscribe it in a book, that it may be for the time to come as a witness forever. For they are a rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things, Prophesy illusions, leave the way, turn aside from the path, let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and rely on them, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a breach in a high wall, bulging out and about to collapse, whose breaking comes suddenly 
in an instant, and its breaking is like that of a potter's vessel that is smashed so ruthlessly, that among its fragments not a shard is found with which to take fire from the hearth and to dip up water out of the cistern. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling, and you said, No, we will flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee away, and we will ride upon swift steeds, therefore your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, and at the threat of five you shall flee, till you are left like a flagstaff on the top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill. As the word of the Lord comes to Isaiah and God speaks, he lays it all on the line here, doesn't he? Ah, stubborn children. Now that's an imagery that we can easily understand, can't we? Now, we might think of a child that we know that is particularly stubborn or was when they were younger, but I don't think we need any specifics here. We know what a stubborn child looks like. We know that sort of uh, stature, that um, that way that they stand when they're being stubborn, right? They just are being that way. And, and this is This is what God is saying about the people of Israel. They're stubborn children. They're doing their own thing, right? Who carry out a plan, but it's not mine. It's like a child who is told the best thing, the way to go, and they say, no, I will do what I want to do. And it says they make an alliance, but not an alliance with God, not with the Spirit. And so what do they do? They they not only are going to sin, but they're going to add to sin because They are rejecting God. It's just compiling here. And so what do they do? We read here that they're going to set out and go down to Egypt. They're looking for Egypt to protect them. Uh, They're not asking God. They're not seeking his direction. We read, instead of taking refuge in God, they're taking refuge in Pharaoh, and they seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. Isn't this an interesting irony, for lack of a better way of putting it? Earlier on in Scripture, they're fleeing from Egypt. They're getting away. Now, during that, they want to go back. Why? Because because they want that protection that Pharaoh can give them. How? With with food. You know, they they our bellies are empty here. We go back. Yeah, we were slaves in Egypt, but at least we can get food there. People of Israel have before desired to go and have protection and refuge in Pharaoh. But but what does God always teach them? To have refuge in him, to trust in him, and not to seek shelter in Egypt. But they keep doing it. We see that here. And so God calls them a rebellious people. And once again, we have the imagery of a child. And again, we can easily imagine a stubborn child, but we can also easily have a picture in our minds of a child who's lying. We we know that they're lying. They're clearly not telling the truth. They think they're maybe getting one over on us, but we're the adults. We know what's happening. They're not pulling the wool over our eyes. And that would be the same with God here. That's that's how we kind of feel this text here. God knows that they're rebellious children. They're lying. Um, they're unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord. There's so much covering their ears that they don't want to hear. They don't want to see. Notice this, verse 10, who say to the seers, don't see. We don't want anything to do with this. They're closing their eyes to those who are 
we're understanding these prophecies. And to the prophets, don't even speak. We don't want to hear it. La, 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 right? That's that basic idea. They are, they are turning away. They just don't want anything to do with this. And so what we read here is that they don't want anything to do. They don't want to hear any more about the Holy One of Israel. We don't have time for God. We are going to do what we want to do. End of discussion. We are turning away. And so God speaks even further. And we see this language that we've seen over and over. We see it in all of Scripture, but we see it particularly here in the book of Isaiah. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength, but you were unwilling. In other words, they have their opportunity. God is calling them to this, but they're willingly turning away. They're unwilling to follow God. They're willingly doing their own thing. And so they have to say, we're going to flee on horses. We're going to go to Egypt on horses. But God says, nope, your judgment is going to come anyway. You can't go fast enough. There are going to be swifter steeds. Your pursuers shall be just as fast. They're going to catch up with you. You can't run from me. And so this idea is important for us. As we think about what this means for you and I, well, how often are we stubborn children when it comes to God? How often are we not wanting to hear and not wanting to see what God speaks to us in his word? We, we are stubborn in our sin, but we have to remember that we can't pull the wool over God's eyes. We have to remember that we are running needlessly away from him because he will catch us. And so may we desire to consistently turn towards God. May we consistently desire to be open to what he has to say. May we hear, may we see in his word what he has for us. And may we be open to that, knowing that there, are no, there is no way that we can run away fast enough. May we rest in him because he is the one who delivers us. Okay, let's close up with a word of prayer. Triune God, we come to you and we trust that your Holy Spirit will be at work in us today. We ask that when we hear your voice in your word, that we would always be a people willing to heed your commands and do your will. We know that we are prone to be a rebellious people, and so we ask that you would be at work in us, that we might be at peace with you. And today we again lift up to you the missionaries that our congregation supports. We remember those who serve in our own nation and those that are working in other parts of the world. And we pray again for Cornerstone Prison Church, and this week, we specifically pray for the members of the church there. We pray that you would strengthen them as they desire to walk in faith, and we ask that you would grant them perseverance and a desire to be a witness to your saving grace in that place. And we pray the same for all your people. We desire to serve you in humble obedience, and so we humbly pray that you would continue to build us up, that we might testify to your great work in our lives. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Okay, we are through chapter, or verse 17 of chapter 30. We'll pick up with 18 on Friday. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 